Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. And good morning. It is a good Friday, literally and figuratively. Stuart Davis in for Troy Shockley. Hopefully you're having a wonderful week. And at the end of the week, we're going to go out with a bang. We've got a wonderful guest here. Before we get to that, I want to remind everyone, Coffee Break is brought to you by Versant Real Estate Group. If you have a property that fits the needs of the buyers, call David at Versant at 459 459- 8565. It is my pleasure right now to bring on a recruiter with the Montana National Guard, Seth Monroe. Seth, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing awesome, Stuart. How are you? I'm, I'm great. Now, I can already tell Seth is a morning person. He has definitely got the energy that I don't normally have because I'm a more of an afternoon guy. But I, I guess, you know, when you're a recruiter, you've got to have the big energy, don't you? <laughs> well, unfortunately, <laughs> that is one of those things you have to have. I mean, they identified that in you earlier. They said, you know what? I think you can sell this. So let, get out there and beat the bushes. Well, let's talk about you before we get into the guard. You you are a Montana native, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm actually uh, from good old Livingston, Montana. Nice. Um, born there, raised here in Helena Local. Uh, are you a Bruin or a Bengal? Uh, definitely a Bengal. Okay. Yeah. Go Bengals. I love them both. I call the Bruins, but I, but but I, but I love them both. And that's a shout out to Scott Evans, the head football coach. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, grew up here. Went to school here. Uh, moved away for a little while, but my family and I moved back. We just wanted to keep our hometown roots here. So nice. Yeah. I, again, I've been in Montana about six years, and it is definitely God's country. Came from the East Coast and down south, and and Helena is just so perfect. I, I I really have found a home here and. and love it myself now you uh, again involved with the national guard how did your involvement with the national guard come about that's a you know what that's a kind of a crazy question it's well we got a lot of time so take your time <laughs> filling that one out <laughs> I, I tell people all the time um i honestly never saw myself being in any kind of military service at all graduated high school um worked for a few years uh, my dad actually owns a plumbing company here in town and uh worked for him for a few years and then you know, got married and started working a different job where I wasn't making a lot. And one of my buddies was like, you ever heard of the guard? And I'm like, it's kind of weird being from Helena. I had not heard from the guard. And so I was like, what is it? So he told me all about it. said, uh, you know, you can get medical insurance, you can get this money, you can get training, get all this stuff. You say you want to go to college, you can go to college and get that paid for. And I was like, there's no way. What's the catch? And uh, so he goes, the catch is you got to go to training and be gone for a little while and come back. So I was like, sounds awesome. So he hooked me up with the recruiter. Uh, kind of a funny story. Decided not to tell my wife. Yeah, <laughs> nice. I just knew she'd try to. That's t- always good in a healthy marriage, just to keep <laughs> things from your spouse. Nice, Seth. <laughs> so I just, I just know that she was like, "Oh, she's gonna try to talk me out of it." So I'm just not gonna tell her. Went and joined two days later, and uh, today she'll tell you today is the best decision we ever made as a family. So. Yeah. That is fantastic stuff. As far as before we get into actual, uh, you know, about what the benefits of the National Guard are, somebody wants to join. And there are many of them from financial to physical to emotional. There are a lot of good benefits that the Guard provides. Uh, Let's talk about the difference, though, with the National Guard and normal military service. Obviously, there's a big difference there because, you know, we we, especially what we saw with the Capitol building. And and, and we'll get into that a little bit. But we, we deploy National Guard troops on demand domestic soil and that that they can still go overseas as well correct absolutely yeah it's uh so how we differ is we call it a dual mission so our main head mission is for the state of montana so uh here to protect fires floods any kind of rioting that goes on we get called up for that Um, but then we also do have a federal mission so federally they could call us up as well so i know this is actually kind of cool we had a lot of soldiers go down for the inaugural ball here from from montana uh to help protect and and do some of that um, and then we do have the opportunity to go overseas. So we're kind of like a 
a very wide spectrum. We are still the one week in a month, um, the two weeks in the summer for the most part, uh, but there is that occasion where you could be called out somewhere else, like I said, whether it's in the summer for the fires or you know, somewhere else federally. Uh, again, I guess training or drill, uh, when, when someone signs up, you know, I, I remember growing up and it was that one week in a month, two weeks out of the year, where do you have to go when you do sign up? Where, where are you stationed? So that's a great question. It just depends on, um, you know, what unit you go with, what job you go with. Uh, so in Helena, we've got a really large gamut. So aviation's here. So if, you know, if you go in aviation, you're going to be here in Helena, but we have stations all over the state of Montana. So if you're interested in something, let's say military police, it's going to be more on the eastern side than it is over here so a lot of that depends on what job you decide you want to do and again the national guard the immediate mental picture is military it's it's the combat fatigues it's the camouflage it's the, but it's more really i would say the majority is more humanitarian like you say fighting fires helping out when natural disasters come in helping communities out it, it, it's more about helping your fellow man than going and fighting off in some foreign distant land yeah, that is absolutely true. So um, we call ourselves the community service, right? So meaning like, you, if, honestly, a lot of people that come into the guard are like, hey, I want to give back to my community. I want to be able to serve a little bit, help, you know, and it's really cool to to see stuff. And, you know, you're out fighting fires and, you know, somebody sees you helping them out and you save their house. And, you know, it's just a Montana community thing. So, um, you know, we're, I'm a, again, I'm a Montana boy. Um, I love Montana, and we love it when people from Montana decide to serve the state of Montana. It's pretty awesome. Again, we're talking with Seth Monroe. He is a recruiter with the Montana Army National Guard. And as far as, or I should say, National Guard, again, how did you get into the recruiting aspect of it? Obviously, somebody said, man, you can talk. And <laughs> they say, hey, you know what we need to do? We need to send you around to sign some people up. It's actually kind of funny. I was actually working in um, human resources, and uh, I had a lot of people say, hey, you know, hey, why'd you join the guard? And and I would answer, I mean, you know, and everything the guards given me has been crazy. I mean, between medical bills that I haven't paid, I mean, my son had a, you know, crazy experience with a brain surgery that was over a hundred thousand dollars in surgery, didn't pay a dime. So like for me, it was just the guard has given me so much and I'm just super passionate about, you know, my family and where we're at today because of the guard. And so uh, anytime somebody asks, they're like, Hey man, you got to a beat attitude and and you really like the guard have you ever thought about being a recruiter and i was like i haven't so i was like we'll give it a shot yeah and here, and here we are today and and as far as the age for people that want to go in the national guard because a lot of people think i've aged out of military service but with the guard the age range varies greatly i mean i think it goes for people maybe still in high school to a certain degree up into more of a middle age that you probably wouldn't see normally with regular military ser service yeah, that's absolutely true. Um, we we always tell people from 17, um, you know, we get a lot of juniors and seniors that that end up applying to be in the National Guard just because we're going to pay for your college, essentially. So all the way from 17 up to 34, uh, we do have age waivers right now up to 40. So that's kind of like our, our cutoff date as of now. But that stuff changes all the time. I mean, it, you know could be 44 in the next, you know, two years, or it could be, you know, 30, but 34. Well, well as far as numbers, uh, has it been an issue? Because we've seen with active duty military, again, trying to get that volunteer service, trying to get people to sign up and, and go. And so there's always, always trying to make sure that we have enough active duty. But with the Guard, is it the same thing? Or do, do you, uh, is, is it been an issue of trying to get people to sign up? Or has it been pretty steady and that you guys are moving along with pretty good numbers? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really think, um, any of that has happened. Just the, the COVID thing kind of made everything a, a hard struggle there for a little while, not being able to actually see people and do things face to face. But to be completely honest, uh, we really haven't slowed down. 
Um, we get a lot of people that are from Montana that are like, I want to go to school at MSU. I just don't know how I'm going to pay for it. So um, that's essentially when they look us up. Um, but times change all the time. Um, you know, whether you're at time of war, time of peace, that just is how it is. And sometimes it's a lot more, uh, you know, you're able to recruit a lot more people at certain times and other times you're not. But as far as the guard goes, we've stayed really steady. Again, speaking with, and now are you a staff sergeant? Is that what, give me your actual title. <laughs> uh, I'm a sergeant first class. Sergeant first class, Seth Monroe here, uh, originally from Livingston, but now growing, growing up in the Helena area and he is a Bengal, which we won't hold that against him. <laughs> no. we, we, we love Bengal Nation. Uh, no, but again, t- talking about uh, the National Guard before we get into all the, the great benefits uh, of, of what's going on there. Uh, can we talk about what's where are we located here? Is it Fort Harrison here in, in the Helena area? Where, where is the actual National Guard location here in town? So there's actually two. Um, the Aviation Center is our brand new one. It's humongous. It's right out by the airport. Um, that's, like I said, one of our larger units in the state. And then Fort Harrison is obviously our other um, largest. That is the base for, for Helena, uh, the big one. Um, we do have little sites all over the state, but as far as uh, our main site is out in Fort Harrison. And you say the aviation, uh, can you learn to fly planes as being part of the National Guard? Yeah, it's actually, uh, it's actually we have one of the largest um, aviation centers uh, within the within the states. It's pretty awesome. They do Blackhawks, they do, uh, but yeah, we get people coming to be pilots all the time. So they come in and they might start out working on one of the birds and flying and then say, hey, I want to go to flight school and they put in for it and they go to flight school. That's fantastic. Right now, we're going to go ahead and take a quick time out. We are speaking with... Again, Seth Monroe of the Montana National Guard. We're going to take a quick time out. We come back. We're going to find out all the benefits of signing up for the National Guard. What does that entail as this Friday edition of Coffee Break continues? I just wanted to step away from the show for a few seconds to tell you that if you miss an episode, you can always catch up. We're on iTunes, so find our show there or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Local and area events, city, state, and national officials, your neighbors doing incredible things. We talk to them all on Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. In today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, we deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across Montana. Ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com security. Welcome back into this Friday morning of Coffee Break. Good Friday as Stuart Davis is in for Troy Shockley. And again, Coffee Break is brought to you by Versant Real Estate Group. Finding the perfect buyer for your home doesn't have to be daunting. Call David at Versant at 459-8565. And again, we are speaking with Seth Monroe with the Montana National Guard. And again, Seth, we got a lot of good information uh, in the first segment, but right now let's get into the nuts and bolts of what the National Guard means. When you're going in and, and, and you're telling people about the benefits of the National Guard, let's first talk about how does that pitch begin? What do you, what, 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 what are the parameters of, of the National Guard when, the, when they sign up? What are they signing up for? So uh, that's a very, very broad question. Yes. And to be completely honest with you, when um, I'm first talking with somebody, we have so many benefits that I could probably talk for an hour on just straight benefits. Right. So most of the time when people come in, um, 
our pitch really isn't about, I mean, we're, again, we're a Montana community-based service, right? Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, I'm not really trying to talk you into doing something. I want to figure out how I can help you. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, are you looking to go to college? No, I'm not. Okay, awesome. Maybe some job training then. Yeah, I want to be a plumber. I want to go into an apprenticeship program. Awesome. Let's look at some of these things that we can get you hooked up with. Um, but really, in all honesty, that start of that is just me really figuring out, okay, how can I help you? What can I do to um, better you? What are you looking for, right? Um, a lot of that comes in. We just get a lot of younger kids, um, some middle age. I'm, I'm working with some people right now that just say, hey, I, I want the medical insurance. So I, what I've noticed is every single thing that we do, everything that we have as far as benefits, everybody's a little different. Um, mm. You know, I get a high school kid and I start talking medical insurance. He's looking at me with uh, glazed over eyes. He's like, what? What is that? I don't even know what that is. I don't need that. Right. <laughs> like, so, so and again, that's not, it's not bad on them or anything like that. It's just the difference in people. Um, I, well, okay. So if somebody is signing up, obviously there's a commitment. How long is the commitment to the national guard? If somebody is to sign up? So, uh, depending on what benefits you want, um, anywhere from three, four or six years. So, uh, you get all the full benefits, the full gamut, uh, to include potentially a bonus if you're qualified for it at six years. Um, if you decide you just want to do three years just because, you know, hey, I want to serve my country um, and, you know, help my community and do all that. Uh, we get some people to do that just three years because they just don't want any of the college benefits. They're like, I don't want college. I'm good. Um, so a lot of that just depends, but three, four, and six. And, and so when they when you do that, then you are sent off. Is there a basic training that you're initially sent off to, or is it all already start with that one week in a month, two weeks a year? Yeah, so that's great. It's it's actually kind of weird. Like we're like one of the very few services that do this. So the second you enlist. Uh, the day that you swear in is the day that your time starts. So your retirement starts that day. Um, all your benefits start that day. Everything starts. And then you will start doing drills one week in a month um, with the program that we call the Recruit Sustainment Program. It's actually really awesome. Um, it's there to help people that just enlisted kind of get a feel of what training is going to be like so we can help teach you and train you before you even go to basics. So when you get there, you have like this extreme leg up. Um, on a lot of the other people from other services just because you've gotten some training. You were able to do that. As far as the financial benefits, when somebody signs up, is there a bonus that, that they get or is there what what is their monthly stipend or, or what type of financial benefit do they get? Sure. Uh, yeah, a lot of that depends on bonus. Um, it, it, you have to qualify for it, so you have to score a certain certain score on you know your ASVAB, and there's okay, a few well, different well, things. Okay, well, let's let's talk about the ASVAB real quick. Sure. So when you when you when you sign up, so what is the ASVAB? What is what is that? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, essentially it's our vocational uh, aptitude test. It's it's basically a test that tells us, hey, what is he good at? Okay. Um, so it's not an IQ test. Not at all. Nope. It's uh, It's got like eight or nine sections and it's literally meant to say, hey, these are some things that you might, and we, well, we're never going to tell somebody they can't do something, but it's something, hey, you are super smart in mechanics. Have you ever thought about going in and being a mechanic? Oh, I have. Yeah. It's something I really like. All it does is break down um, and say, hey, these are some jobs you're really good at. And these are some jobs that, hey, you might want to think about looking into because you would be really good at them. Okay, and so they, they've taken the ASFAB now, and they've kind of gotten some options there. And and, and then, I'm sorry to go back to the, the bonuses and the, and the financial okay, uh, benefits. Yeah, um, if they score uh, 50 or above on the ASVAB, um, they qualify for that bonus. Again, that comes with the six-year contract. So if you decide you want to do that six-year contract um, and get that bonus, it's $12,500 right now. Mm -hmm. um, our bonus has just changed up a little bit here in the last few months. And then uh, at the end of their six years, if they decide, hey, I want to want to do this again, uh, we have twenty thousand dollar bonuses for reenlistment right now. 
again, going back to the age, so say you were in your 30s when you first enlisted and you did six years, and now you're over that 40 threshold. I mean, you can stay in. It's not, I mean, how, how long can you stay in the National Guard? Yeah, you can stay in um, all the way up to 60. You can get waivers up um, to 60, uh, which we have a lot of people do just because that's, you know, retirement age. That's when they're going to start collecting that retirement. Um, but yeah, as long as you're in uh, the Guard and you decide, hey, I want to keep going, you can keep going. You just got to be able to retire when you're when you're turning sixty. Uh, as far as uh, the educational benefits, again, we talked about job job training, but also leading into maybe college uh, prep. Uh, so let's talk about the different educational aspects uh, people get. Say, I don't want to go to college, but I, I do want some apprenticeship training. What type of opportunities are there for me? Yeah, that's great. Um, we have everything from job training on jobs. Um, I know I've put in some people that are like, hey, I'm going to go be an electrician. I'm like, great. We made them an electrician in the guard. They get to come out with all those certificates. Uh, they're going to come out of training with actual college credits. So a lot of people don't know, but when you're actually doing a trade, most of those trades go through some kind of trade school. So either way, it's some kind of training. You might not be in a college classroom, but you're going to be doing some kind of books, learning, doing all that kind of stuff. Uh, we will help pay and assist and pay for those. Um, so any kind of trade, anything like that, we're going to come along and assist. And there obviously are some applications and stuff that they have to, to fill out and do. Um, but yeah, no, we're definitely going to do all that for job training. So anything from coming out um, of training and having that and having certificates, um, you know, being able to put those towards your actual apprenticeship program too, which is actually kind of cool. No, it just, it, it seems like a, a great opportunity for, for those again, uh, and we'll get into people that are looking more for college and how you can assist with that. But uh, going into say the, the workforce and having skilled labor, because not to discredit our public school systems or anything, but at the same time, we're not teaching a lot of technical trade skills and so life skills that I would imagine that the guard would provide uh, for these individuals coming out that want to get a jump start in the, the workforce and in life. That is 110 percent true. And it's not, I always tell people it's not even necessarily about the skills that you're going to learn for even job training. It's the other things you're going to learn. Uh, you're going to come out with a disciplined mindset. Um, I know for me, and I'm just talking from a personal standpoint, I went in and um, I was not a clean person, not a organized person, nothing. I came out and now I don't know what it is, just changed in my brain, but it really helped me on the discipline aspect. And, and the biggest thing that training is going to help you realize is you can do anything. They're going to teach you how to defeat and overcome stuff. And you're going to get out going, man, I can tackle anything. Yeah, there, there's got to be a, a mental and a, a confidence that would come along with this, whether you're lacking that or you already have it, but just that intrinsic value of knowing that I have conquered these tasks, I have overcome this, and it kind of just bleeds into other aspects of your life. That is absolutely true. You know, 1%, uh, 1% of the the, uh, the population is in the military. And so for you to overcome, and that's one of the big things that people have issues with with enlisting in the first place isn't that they don't want to. They see the benefits. They see all the stuff. They want to serve their community. But they're just a little bit scared of the training. So when you're scared and you're coming in and you're conquering that fear and you're coming out, man, it is just, I don't, there is something about it where you come out feeling like a brand new person. It's pretty awesome. Well, again, there we're talking with Seth Monroe. He is a recruiter with the Montana National Guard. Guard and talking about some of those uh, physical demands and the training. Let's, let's obviously there, there's got to be a threshold of some kind of physical fitness. Uh, you know, I don't know where that line is drawn, but uh, can you talk about that the physical aspect of of what it takes to get in and what you're going to have to do when you get into the guard? Yeah. So when it comes to the physical aspect of actually getting in the military, you don't have to be in any kind of, we, we do have a height and weight requirement. Um, it's going to be different depending on, you know, age, height, all that kind of stuff. But we really don't have this 
uh, threshold of like, hey, you have to do so many push-ups, you have to do this, you know, because I think kind of how the military in general looks at it is, hey, we're gonna we're gonna teach you to do that, like we're gonna we're gonna help you get there, right? And that is the point of uh, basic training and our recruit sustainment program as well, uh, just because when people are able to get and kind of see, okay, this is what a day in basic training is gonna feel like, right? helps them kind of overcome and, and do that stuff. But on the base or on the, the side, we kind of fluctuate right now. We're still in our uh, APFT is push-up sit-ups and a two-mile run. We are slowly moving to our ACFT, which I'm not going to go into all the acronyms on that, but essentially <laughs> it's more of like a, it's more of like a CrossFit style workout where uh, they've got some prerequisites that you got to pass as far as, you know, dragging things, lifting things, doing some row, uh, maybe some running. So, but it, it's it's good. I mean, the program's awesome. If you want, I always tell people you want to get in the greatest shape of your life. Go to basic training and come back. So. Okay, so so I I I've signed up and I'm I'm going I'm getting called up for my first weekend. What is that weekend like? What what how does that start? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So you get contacted. So from us, we have a recruit sustainment program uh, coordinator for every area, and how that works for us, we contact you. Uh, your first drill is normally pretty a lot more relaxed because we're going to get you some uniforms. We're going to get you kind of squared away and figured out with ID cards. And we're really going to start doing that. And then we're going to get you in the main bulk of teaching you. So that could look anywhere depending on the month. Um, I know coming up in April, uh, we do what we call our devil's brigade drill. It's actually one of the funnest ones, in my opinion. Uh, we bring in some drill sergeants. Um, they get a chance to go fly in helicopters, all the, all the new kids get to go fly in helicopters. They get to see, hang out with the drill sergeant for the weekend. So they can kind of see how that's going to feel like. Um, and then they do a, just a ton of outdoor training. It's really fun. So when you then do your two weeks that you say that's normally in the summer, how, how does that differ than the, than the weekend duty? Uh, generally that's when you do the main bulk of your, of whatever your job training is. So like, there's a lot of certifications that come with each, each position, right? So if I'm with a group of military police, for instance, I might need to recertify on getting tased and maced and all the crazy stuff. And they generally try to save a lot of that for that. Have you been tased? Two weeks. I have. What does that feel like? Yeah. It is, it is not, you know, I actually volunteered. Um, you, yeah. Of course you but would, yeah. Seth. <laughs> I you was like, like, when I look at you, I think this guy would like to get tased. <laughs> I was like, you know, I'm going to give this a shot. Anybody want to go first? You raised your hand. <laughs> yeah. It was not fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, there was two people on each side of me, and they tased me, and I felt like everything just went loose. So it you're conscious, crazy. but you just have no function of your extremities. You can't yes. move. Yeah, absolutely. And just whatever you do, make sure you use the bath. You don't have to go to the bathroom real bad whenever that happens. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> and, then, and then macing, so they, they actually spray this in your mm -hmm. eyes. And again, I mean, that we hear that with law enforcement all the time. I mean, can you kind of describe that feeling as well? Uh, it just burns really bad. Um, and then you got to be able to keep your composure. And it burns real bad. You know, it's kind of funny. After story, when you get maced, like the initial burning I didn't think was I mean, it was it was painful, but it wasn't that bad. Mm -hmm. But then when you go to get in a really hot shower, that steam reenacts the mace, and nobody tells you that, oh, and then no. you're like, oh, like you know. <laughs> well, crazy. and 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 that's when we talk about the, the the confidence and the mental fortitude, having going through things like that, and knowing that hey, you know, I, I it's more of the fear of the unknown, and there's going to be a little bit of pain involved, but it's in a controlled environment where you're not going to be injured or you're not going to be hurt long term but then to go through that and have the understanding about it it, it does raise that confidence level i would assume Abs oh my gosh absolutely you can't i mean you know and you're constantly doing things that you never thought you'd do like hey i'm gonna tie up my own harness and rappel down a hundred and some odd foot wall so you get people who are terrified of heights 
and they get to do this. And it's in a, and like you said, it is in a controlled environment to make sure people don't get injured. And then, you know, there's a lot of other things you're going to be, I mean, throw a live hand grenade. When's the next time you're going to be able to say you get to do that. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so you might start out being scared, but then you do it and you're like, wow, that was awesome. That was fun. So besides the training, obviously there's deployment, whether that is fighting a fire or maybe going overseas. Can you talk about how that comes into play? Yeah, sure. So, uh, essentially what I always tell people is the guard is like a support. If it's not for the state of Montana, we are a support mission. So like, let's say, um, big army says, Hey, we need help for a mi We have a mission coming up overseas and we need help. We don't have either the manpower or we need more people for support or whatever they call, uh, whichever guard unit is going to come. And then we, they say, Hey, cool. You guys are going to go train up generally for those is anywhere between nine months and a year. Most of the time we have certain, a lot of things. So it's not like you don't just get called out. A lot of people think that like, Oh, I got, I'm going to get called out and leave in like a week. That's not how it goes. That's not how it works. Um, so there's a lot of train up involved, um, a lot of training that we have to do uh, that's involved. And then generally what happens is you've got nine months in country for the most part. Um, every deployment could be a little bit different. Um, and then there's also deployments like Holland and Germany and Africa. And we get people that go all over. And those might not necessarily be like a combat mission deployment, but they're a deployment that, you know, we got called out to go help somewhere. Uh, we're, we're running low on time, but I want to get back to these benefits. Obviously, there's educational benefits, there's financial benefits the, through the bonus and then what you would get monthly, but also there's health benefits. And that that is huge today. I mean, health insurance and health care, that is always on the topic of people's minds. And that's something that then is provided. And do you have that for the rest of your life? Uh, so here's how this works. And this is absolutely so a lot of this depends on whether you do a deployment, whether you don't do a deployment, you have access to the medical insurance the entire time you're in. Mm -hmm. um, if you do uh, 20 years and get a retirement, you're going to also get medical in retirement, which for a lot of people don't know, that's huge. Mm -hmm. Medical in retirement is very expensive. Mm -hmm. So to be able to have that free is great. Um, but our medical coverage, I always tell people, it's second to none. I mean, you're we're doing one weekend a month, two weeks in the summer, and you're hardly paying anything for health coverage. And you have one of the best health, health, uh, health coverages I've ever seen. So it's absolutely incredible. Fantastic stuff. Again, speaking with Seth Monroe, he is a recruiter with the Montana National Guard. If somebody wants to sign up or get in touch with you, Seth, how can they do that? Yeah, uh, absolutely. People can always call or text my cell phone. Uh, that phone number is 406-439-8533. Or you know what? Come on down. You can check us out. We're at 2030 Cromwell Dixon Lane, right next to Planet Beach, right across from the Home Depot parking lot. Or you can find us on Google or go to Montana Garden Helen on Facebook. Well, so. thank you so much. We appreciate it. Hopefully people will take advantage of that because there's so many great opportunities coming through the National Guard. Seth, thank you for joining us on this Friday Coffee hey, Break. Hey, thank you so much. Thank you. Again, that was Seth Monroe. He is a recruiter with the Montana National Guard. Check him out. Go on down there. Give me that address one more time, Seth. 2030 Cromwell Dixon Lane, Suite H. Go in and check Seth out. We're going to uh, get out of here for the weekend. Hopefully you have a wonderful Easter. Eat some ham, eat some deviled eggs, and we will talk to you on Monday when Troy is back. I'm Troy Shockley, and that's it for Coffee Break today. Be sure to check us out on iTunes. Head on over. Give us a review there. That's always much appreciated. Or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you back here tomorrow.